Thanks for coming back to Pelham Place. I'm Jay Pelham, and this is the sixth installment of the show. If you're just checking out the show for the first time, please be sure to subscribe. This is uh, part two of my conversation with award-winning producer, engineer, and musician Jack Mealy. Jack and I have been friends since the late 90s or so when I was still living in New Orleans. And in this second part of our conversation, Jack talks a little bit about the bands he's been working with in the studio, bands like the Iceman Special and Burn House. We also get into some of the TV work that he's done. And then we talk about his bands, The Morning Life and the Powerhouse 80s tribute band, The Molly Ringwalds, and especially how the coronavirus pandemic has impacted playing live, touring, meet and greets, and some uh, possible plans for some great video content in the near future. Be sure to connect with Jack on social media or at his website, jackmealy.com. Also, thanks again for checking out Pelham Place. Sit back, grab a drink, and enjoy this conversation with Jack Mealy. artist that I've been working with a lot is a band called the Iceman Special and they um New Orleans band but they're on all the well they were on all the you know the big like jam bandy kind of circuit and they're doing really well and I, I think that they're probably pretty close to getting a record deal because they 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 have a real fan base that follows them everywhere and that being said I uh, have done three records with them so far and I'm about to do a fourth I'm about to do the mixing and mastering on fourth. And um, I got that gig because of a John Full record that I did. Um, who John is the pretty well-known guitar player. He used to play with Dr. John, and he's a so great solo guy in his own right. But he, I did his solo record, and those guys heard that record and looked inside the liner notes, and it said, you know, engineered and mixed, uh, or engineered by Jack Mealy. And, and, and they were like, who did this record? It sounds amazing. And they and they sought me out without knowing me at all because of this, hmm. just based off the strength of the sound of that record. And uh, and I ended up, like I said, they I did one record with them. They, they loved it. And then I did two more. And now I'm doing a, a fourth. Wow, that's awesome. That's really cool. So as a matter of fact, I got another band that I just finished, a band called Burn House, who has... All the same. I just did produce, mix, and master their record. That they they have a lot of the same sort of components. Great live band, a lot of energy, um, great players, young, ready to go, hungry. You know, so very cool. Are you doing any TV stuff these days? I know you did uh, what American Horror Story. I did American uh, Horror Story, what, uh, the Freak Show mm-hmm. series. Yeah, I was uh, I was music producer on that. Uh, the New Orleans unit music producer Adam Anders is the the, the overall music producer and I was working under him because he wasn't mm-hmm. in New Orleans. So anything, they filmed the whole thing here. So I would record everything here and then send it over to them and they would, um, you know, mix it in LA. Uh, but the, uh, I also was working on, um, there's a show called filthy rich that's on, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's on Fox. It's Kim Cattrall. Uh, I was working on that before all of this went down. And, uh, I, yeah, I was, um, I was doing stuff. Uh, I also do, uh, work for American Idol. Um, like, like, uh, Faith Becknell, who just got voted off a week or so ago. She was, she was someone who was, uh, under me, who I, uh, got on the show and, and just sort of discovered and, and, uh, um, you know, got her 
on you know with the right people and also uh i i i do a lot of like um like i like I did a Mercedes-Benz commercial, and I, I do a lot of like stuff like that, where I do little one-offs or whatever. But Filthy Rich was probably the last series that I worked on, and they are between seasons right now. So I don't know if they're coming back because they were filming here. So I don't know if they were coming back or not. But but I did a few weeks with them and uh, doing all of the music, and it's it's a it's a um, series about like um, like sort of like a Jimmy Swagger or or kind of congregation kind of thing, you know, where, where Kim Cattrall is like the widow of like a preacher and takes over the congregation, I think, or whatever. So there's a lot of like gospel kind of like musical pieces that, that happen in that. So there were like a lot of, a lot of big, uh, big tunes in there, like cover songs and stuff like that uh, done in a la gospel. So did a lot of work on that with a, with a really talented producer named Travis Howard. That sounds cool. I have, I'm not familiar with the show. Yeah, well, I, you know, to be honest with you, uh, I, to be, this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but I've never seen a single episode of Filthy Rich. I've worked on it for weeks. So I've never seen a single episode. I mean, they they bring the music in, the songs. Mm-hmm. We produce the songs. We record stuff. We mix it and push it out the door. You know, I I never go to the set. I never have any production. Uh, you know team or anything it's it's very insulated i I work with with travis and the and the either the actors or the artists um i did do work um uh i was working with jamie fox recently on uh on his netflix movie that is yet to come out he's like a superhero kind of movie but i did the the title track for that with him him singing and um and then we started working on him and i sort of hit it off so we started working on his solo album a little bit and then um filming ended and he went back to LA and I'm sure he probably has his own guy out in LA, but I'm, I'm this guy here, you know? That's cool. Yeah. I seem to remember, uh, a few months ago, somebody posted a picture, uh, of him and, uh, of Dave Grohl mm-hmm. standing on a corner of magazine street. I was like, not only do I know who they are, but I know exactly where they're standing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, uh, he was, man, he, what a, what a talented guy, man. What a, and what a nice guy. Really. We had, you know, I had, I had some great experiences with him. Great guy. That's really cool. That's, that's cool. I remember, uh, God, what year did they film Ray? That was, uh, hmm, that was probably 2002, maybe. Two or three. Yeah. Something like I was gonna that. Say, I, I know I was still in New Orleans and uh, you know, I just remember even back then. And I, and I mean, you know, New Orleans is just that town where when celebrities are in town, they, they mix in with, with the locals anyway. So it was never. Well, that's really also, a- I mean, Taylor Hackford directed that and, and he, you know, lives in New Orleans or was living. Yeah. I don't know if he still does, but was living. I mean, his son, I'm friends with his son, Rio and um, Rio used to own the Matador. And uh, okay. and then Rio bought One Eye Jacks, so Rio was uh, I think Rio might still own One Eye Jacks. I don't I don't know if he sold it or not. But Rio moved out to to um, L A. But um, but I'm not sure if he kept One Eye Jacks or not. But but he owned it for years. And and so you know Taylor Hackford was living here when they did that movie. Okay, oh that's cool. Um, yeah, it just you know it 
it never surprises me when uh when I see things like that anymore because I know I know how that that city is and yes. it's one of the things I, I miss so much about living there is biggest little city know, in the world. <laughs> you you never know who you're gonna rub shoulders with anywhere that you go. And everybody um, knows everybody. Exactly. So I know you're uh you're on uh, sort of a, a, a hold holding pattern now with the, the live music situation. Unfortunately. Um, other than I, you being in the Molly Ringwalls, are you still doing any of the, uh, the original uh, projects that you were in? So I kind of, uh, no, I'm not. There's a short answer. Um, we, my original band, The Morning Life, is a band that unfortunately has been marred by a lot of tragedy. Um, so we, we've, our guitar player passed away and, um, in the middle of making our last record, which was 2000, what are we in 2020? It was probably 2016, maybe something like that. That sounds right. Um, so he passed away 2000, 2016 to 2017, somewhere up in there. I, I don't remember exactly three or four years ago. And, um, and then when he passed away, um, the guitar player for the Afghan Wigs, uh, Dave Rosser, took his place uh, on the album. And then we're, we finished making the album. And right after we finished making the album, a year later, Dave got cancer. And uh, and before we even got a chance to do any sort of CD release show or anything, Dave passed away. So wow. uh, So we kind of put out this album it was an album that's sort of written about the death of our guitar player uh the, the album's called the sound of collapse uh so like because the whole thing just sort of imploded or whatever after that but it's a really great record and it, it was our third full-length record and uh we made three great records and then sort of took a break sort of said you know what i think that's this is probably going to be the my last foray with this band and then and then started getting busy with, um, with you know, producing and, and playing shows with the Mollies. And um, even even last year, November, my wife had gotten a gig out on Bourbon Street uh, two nights a week. And um, and it was, you know, a cool rock band, you know, and and their guitar player quit. And she just sort of loosely was like, you want to you want to do it? And I was like, I said, I'd love to do it, you know, and. Um, and then, um, and then we, so we started doing it together. Uh, and so now I'm, I was doing that since like November of last year. And, uh, so doing Tuesday, when, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, third, <laughs> can't remember. It's, <laughs> it's only, I think it was, uh, I think it was Tuesday, Wednesday. I think we were doing Tuesday, Wednesday. I think that's right over uh, on bourbon and then i would do thir- you know friday saturday or thursday friday saturday with the mollies um okay so that that's what i would you know so i was doing four nights a week by the time when this all went down wow and uh, are you hearing um you know i know you're in tune with with most of the the venues that you guys play regularly are, what are you hearing as far as plans to reopen or what, what that new normal might look like uh, when they get to that point? Well, I can tell you this. I would not be surprised if we're shut down for the rest of the year. 
I just wouldn't be. Um, and, you know, there are some people who are optimistic in saying October, November, but I am I'm pretty certain that we're probably done for the end of the year till the end of the year. Um, and then what is the new normal going to look like? I think that I think that arenas are going to suffer. I think that stadiums are going to suffer. I think that who's going to win in this whole thing are going to be theaters. I've also heard people talk about the end of general admission. Um, I think that clubs will probably, I think clubs will probably be the first to come back. I think that smaller clubs who are especially ones that are independently owned. I'm not talking about House of Blues that are owned by big conglomerates. I'm talking about, you know, your Maple Leaf and that kind of thing. I think those are the those are the kind of clubs that will come back first. And um, and I think that they're going to have to operate at a smaller capacity. You know, just like you have a fire code, I think there's going to be a capacity code, and where people can spread out. And um, I don't know. I don't know. It's we're in we're in uncharted territories. They're talking about doing theater seating and leaving a gap between each person, you know, and yep. like a checkerboard, you know, staggering it like that, and having uh, half a house but doing multiple nights, you know. But and you know the thing is that how do you offset the costs? Well, what's going to happen? Ticket prices are going to go up, you know. So. Ticket prices were already right after a time that that unemployment is at the highest it's ever been. And ticket prices were at an all time high. You know, people are paying 400, you know, people are paying a thousand dollars a ticket to go see Rage Against the Machine, the band that was against the corporate machine. You know, so (laughs) it's the hypocrisy is, is, you know, layers deep on all this, you know, but and I can tell you right now that the whole. What, we, what you and I are doing right now is what's going to replace um, is going to replace meet and greets. I think that they're going to completely do away with any sort of VIP meet and greet package. I think it's going to be a Zoom call um, from the band, you know, the day of the show or, you know, an hour before the show or an after the show, or whatever, where they, they have a list of people to call and they call those people and they spend two minutes on the phone with each person, you know? So I, I don't, I think that's totally gone. And look, that might not be a big deal to a band like the Rolling Stones, but I, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's gotta be to, to, but I can say for the, for the mid-level bands, the bands that are like, you know, the, the 1500-seater bands, the 1000-seater bands, 1500, like, like those meet and greets is the difference between everybody having their own hotel room and everybody shacking up together in, you know, double rooms. You know, like those meet and greets can generate enough income because it takes a lot of money to keep a band on the room. You know, yep. even, an, even a band like mine, you know, it costs thousands, thousands of dollars a day. You know, I mean, just, and not, and not a couple of thousand, like, like many thousands of dollars a day to keep our band on the road. You're talking about, especially if we're traveling far, 
you know, you, a weekend, we'll spend a thousand dollars in two days on gas, you know? Um, so hotels, food, per diems, um, management fees, booking fees, uh, accountant fees, attorney fees, just whatever it's there. There's, you know, advertising fees is everything, you know, it comes out tax It all, it all comes out. So like if you play in California, you have to pay the California state tax the minute they pay you. And it's, you know, so, okay, well, they just went a whole bunch of money, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, absolutely. so it takes a lot of money to keep a band on the road. So that money, the merch table and those meet and greets is the only sort of, I'll call it free money that you get, you know, for the night that the only, like I call it free money because it's not guaranteed. Um, it's extra, you know, so you mm-hmm. expect to make this much money because of the guarantee, but now you're making this extra because of a meet and greet or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think that that's the, the band's going to have to get creative and they're going to have to figure out, how are we going to do this without putting ourselves or anybody else in danger? And I don't really think anybody's in danger. I think it's just irresponsible, you know? And so I think that it's, it has to be done with a certain amount of tact. And I think that doing shows in arenas, it just that I think we're a while away from that. There are even people saying 2022, um, Wow. Uh, until we, until yet. we get a vaccine, that's, that's what people are saying, you know, but mm-hmm. I am, I am hearing 2021 pretty much across the board so much. So to mm-hmm. where, like, I mean, we're having cancellations, the Mollies, we're having cancellations in August, <laughs> you know, here we are, we're in May, we're already getting cancellations for August. You know, we've, uh, mm-hmm. we have, we have taken a major hit the band has come to a grinding halt. So we've had to start thinking like a TV studio. We had to start, we're doing this broadcast. that's going to be coming up. It's going to be very uh, involved, very almost like variety show type where like we play a song and then there's a, there's a bit where we talk about, we do a Q and a with the fans or we had to play a song and then there's a three minute segment on, on wine. You know, and then there's like, you know what I'm saying? So like it's the band becomes interactive with, with its likes and dislikes. And we, there's a bit about, we talk about the rock and roll hall of fame and, you know, so we're basically having to think like a TV studio. We're trying to put things together that will keep broadcast content up. But then you ask yourself, how do you monetize that? Right. You know, so are you, are you guys going to, produce that as sort of a live stream type thing, or are you going to release it like a video podcast? Or? We're going to release it as a live stream thing. And then we'll probably, we might even box it and sell it or box it and, um, and offer it as like a download or a paid download. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like stream it once. And then if you want to own it you can purchase it. It's that bonus content that people want. Right. You know, and, and in these times, like you said, I mean, everybody's got, got to get creative. Um, you know, I don't know if you saw, but I was watching, uh, actually I didn't get to watch it, but, uh, uh, Brad Paisley did his full concert production on a soundstage in Nashville mm-hmm. and him and, and Lady A recorded, uh, or performed live streamed 
the entire concert from this soundstage. Um, you know, and I mean, I, you know, you start talking about the thousands of dollars that it, it takes to to be on the road and produce a, a full level concert. And you see these major artists doing the same things and they're re- because they're realizing this is this is how we keep that next step ahead of whatever's going on. Absolutely. Um, and we're trying to figure it out because like, we know that in order to pull this off, we're going to need a full crew. We need a venue. We need a, a, we need a TV production team. We need multiple cameras and camera. Like it's going to cost a lot of money to do this, you know? So yeah. how do you take that money and make it back by asking for donations? You know, so you have to, there are, you know, there's still, isn't a great way yet um, that I can see, but I can tell you, you heard it here first. What's going to end up happening is bands are either going to do one of two things where the band is either going to have its own channel or its own app on like Apple TV that you subscribe to like HBO go or something. And that band is going to have content that's on that every week that it gets uploaded every single week. And you keep up with your favorite band, whether it's, interviews or whether it's you know performances or whatnot and then you pay a monthly fee and that's what's going to happen or they're going to have things like the live nation app where live nation is going to have a list of a whole bunch of bands that are playing in the country uh all over the you know live streaming and like what you would do is hey rage against the machines playing in connecticut tonight it's 35 dollars to stream it just like pay-per-view so you stream it and on the live nation app and it plays one time and then you lose it it's interesting you say that because they're, I think they're sort of heading in that direction already. Um, I can't remember what they call it. It might be called listen at home. Uh, but it seems like I just got an email from them today. It's what I would do. Uh, sort of like a streaming version of Palladia. Like yeah. The, like the Palladia. Yeah. I mean, it's basically, basically what it is, is, you know, they're listing all of the artists that, that, you know, have deals with live nation and it's just, here's where their live streams are going to be. I think the thing is now is that they have to start monetizing it. Um, You know, right now it's still sort of that we're doing it because we want to stay connected to the fans. But at some point there's going to be this shift to, okay, we can't do that. We can't afford to do this for free anymore. We've got to get back to work just like everybody else is. And this is how we're going to do it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, believe me, we've, we're looking in a, We're looking into uh, into the whole thing right now, like trying to trying to figure it out because I feel like we do have enough of a fan base to make it happen. We're we are about fifty thousand streams away from crossing over a million streams on our top song. So, oh wow, we have over twenty thousand listeners a month on Spotify. You know, so awesome. uh, we have over sixty thousand Facebook fans. So, I mean, I think that we're we're a band that definitely I think could benefit from something like that. So we're, uh, we're working feverishly right now to try and come up with something. Man, that's really cool. Um, you know, the other thing I was thinking of is, is, and you know, I don't know, I think every industry is hurting a little bit right now, uh, a lot right now, but maybe even sponsorships. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you guys seem to be the type of band that, that, could probably uh, could probably find some some decent sponsorships around that that may even help that end of it, but uh, 
yeah, definitely let me know once that's going up and, and you know, we'll push it from the, uh, the podcast end as well. And that'd be great. Share it on social media and all that stuff. I, you know, it, it, anything that, that I can do to help promote it would be just, you know, and I, I, I would I, love I, to do that. I super appreciate that. And I'll, <clears throat> I want to get you, um, maybe a Spotify playlist or some stuff that I've worked on. I'd love you to check it out. Yeah, definitely. So real quick, what's, uh, how do people find you? Jackmealy.com? Yes. You can go to www.jackmealy.com. It's J-H-C-K-M-I-E-L-E.com. Uh, also, um, my Facebook, you can go to, uh, you know, facebook.com slash Jack Mealy. Um, Instagram. Um, my, uh, my Instagram handle is, um, uh, Jack Mealy Productions is my Instagram handle. So yeah, you can find me on social media. Feel free to, you know, send me an email, leave a comment. You know, I'm happy to answer questions, happy to talk to you about your, your band, your project, you know, hopefully, hopefully work with you. Jack, it was great talking to you tonight. Always fun to catch up. I know it's been, uh, quite a few years, way too many years actually. And uh, next time I'm back home in New Orleans, we need to have a beer. That sounds great, Jay. Thank you so much for having me on. Trying to learn to let go What we see isn't all that's actual Well, there it is. That's part two of my conversation with Jack Mealy. Be sure to find Jack on social media or at his website, jackmealy.com. Also, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to email me feedback or suggestions to pelhamplaceshow at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and be safe.